uh, several years ago at a Super Bowl game, a diehard fan was surprised to see an empty seat at the stadium. The fan remarked to the man sitting nearby, man, I can't believe that that seat next to you is empty. And the other man said, well, that seat was for my wife, but she died. And the man said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. My goodness, your wife died. And I'm just, I'm just really surprised that one of your relatives or one of your friends didn't jump at the chance to take the seat that's reserved for your wife. He said, it beats me. They all insisted on going to the funeral. <laughs> you'll get it later. You'll, you'll get it later. You'll, you'll get, you're slow. You're slow. We can become so focused on ourselves and being me first that we lose sight on what's most important in life. We, we love to think about ourselves. We love to put ourselves first. You know, back when I was in school, you know, when I tried out for an athletic team, I wanted to be first string. I wasn't trying to be third string, second string. I wanted to be first string. You know, back when I played in the band, some of you played in the band back in high school or junior high, some of you do. I wanted to be first chair in the band. When I ever, I ran a race and still, when I try to run a race, I'm not near as fast as I used to be, but when I run a race, I'm not running to lose. I want to win the race whenever I play a board game, a card game. I don't play for fun. I'm playing to win. Who knows what I'm talking about? I'm trying to get first place. People will get up early on Black Friday and go camp out in the cold for hours to be the first person at the store to get that one electronic device. My, my kids, when they were little, they used to race to be the first one in the car. I thought they were so silly until I realized, oh, us adults, we do the same thing. We race to be first to the stop sign. Come on, lift them hands and say, thank you, Lord. Huh? We race to be first to the light, cutting traffic, to be, to be first place. Anybody like me? I will walk fast in the grocery store to be first in line. I see you. I, you, oh, you trying to get to that line? Oh. You don't want none? You don't want none? Long-legged Cooper's what they call me. I want, to be, I want to be first in line. We love to put ourselves in first place. We, we think our lives will be better if we're first. I mean, that's what we believe. That's why we strive to be first. My life will be better if I can just be first. But Jesus steps on the scene 2,000 years ago. And Jesus says, if you really want to be first place in life, if you really want your life to win, if you really want a blessed life, it doesn't happen by putting you first. It only happens by putting God first. And Jesus said these words. It's a very famous scripture. Many know this scripture, but I'm going to shed some fresh and new light on this scripture to help us in our faith journey. Matthew 6 and verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Church, the greatest regrets of my life 
The greatest regrets of your life have happened because we sought after the wrong things. And in this series, we've titled it, I Wish I Would Have, if you're new with us today. And we're talking about how to live a life of fewer regrets. And we sought a lot of things that didn't deliver the results we thought it would. Instead of delivering what we thought it would deliver, it delivered shame, pain, heartache, broken relationships, and regret after regret. What you seek will determine what you get. And the outcome is predictable. You got to think about that. What you seek will determine what you get. And the outcome is always predictable. All of us, under the sound of my voice, we're seeking after something. And our seeking is leading us in a direction. And that direction, the outcome of it is predictable. Some of you are seeking for love in all the wrong places. And the outcome is predictable. Pain, heartache, broken relationships, regret after regret. Some of you, your whole life is all about seeking after more and more money, more and more possessions. And the outcome is predictable. Pain, heartache, broken relationships, and regret after regret. There are some of you, your goal in life is to seek as much pleasure as you can find, doing whatever makes you happy. And the outcome is predictable. Pain, heartache, broken relationships, regret after regret. And Jesus said, Jesus said, Jesus said, listen, hey, 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 gang, hey, hey, Christians, hey, Christ followers, I don't want you to live a life full of regret. So don't go around in your life living like people who don't know God. Don't put you first. And Jesus said in the verse right before the verse I just read to you in Matthew 6 and 32, here's what he said. For the Gentiles, some translations say the pagans is really referring to people who don't know God. For people who don't know God, seek after all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them all. Those who don't know God, they seek after the car and the money and the thrill. They're seeking after the pleasure and the power and the popularity. And it ends with pain, heartache, broken relationships, and regret after regret. And Jesus said this, I know you need money. I know you need clothes. I, I know you need possessions. I, I know you need relationships. But I also know that you don't want a life full of regrets. So don't spend all your time seeking after those things. What I want you to do is to seek first the kingdom of God. And if you'll seek me first, all these other things, I'll add them to your life. If you'll make your pursuit and your affection and your desire to seek my kingdom, I know you need all those things. I'll provide those things. If you seek me first, God first, not you first. God first, not you first. Today, I want to give us three truths. I wish I would have known 
about putting God first. If I could go back and talk to my younger self, I, I wish I would have known these truths about putting God first. Here's the first truth I wish I would have known. Number one, I wish I would have known that everything is more spiritual than I realize. You see, before Jesus said, seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, he was talking to people who were worrying about everything. They were worrying about what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink, where I'm going to live, what I'm going to wear, and they were seeking the wrong things in life. And Jesus was teaching them that the spiritual and the natural are connected. Most people don't understand this. Even most Christians don't understand this. That's why they ignore this verse because it doesn't make any sense to them. I mean, if I need the car, if I need the home, if I need the relationship, if I need the business deal to get done, I got to do whatever I got to do. I mean, what does Jesus mean? Seek first God's kingdom. I got to make this thing happen. So people try to make dating happen on their own. They, they try to make marriage happen on their own. They, they try to make parenting and money and career happen on their own. They try to make the most important decisions of life on their own. They don't realize that the natural and the spiritual are connected. Everything is more spiritual than you realize. And Jesus understood this. So he says, what I want you to do is seek first my kingdom and everything. Listen, the natural things that you desire, everything else will be added to you because everything is more spiritual than you realize here's how Paul describes this for us that everything's more spiritual than we realize in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12 he says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood our struggle you just name whatever struggle you're dealing with it's whatever it is. Your, your struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our struggle is not against people. And some of you are like, man, you don't know who I know, Pastor. <laughs> I got some people I think it's them. And what I want you to understand is we're not wrestling and fighting against people. What you have to understand, it's more spiritual than that. Your marriage struggle is more spiritual than you realize. Your struggle with your child is more spiritual than you realize. Your financial struggle is more spiritual than you realize. Your struggle at work, your struggle at school, your struggle in your dating, your struggle with your health, your struggle with your friendship. It's more spiritual than you realize. You're in a real spiritual battle. Here's how Peter says it in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be alert and of sober mind. Be alert or, or be aware or be sensitive to the fact that your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Church, you're in a spiritual battle. There's a real devil. There are real demons. And if I was the devil, thank God I'm not. But if I was the devil, I would not want you to know that I'm involved in a lot of things 
that you're blaming on people. I would want you to think it's just your boss. I would want you to think it's just your spouse. It's, it's just your parents. It's, it's just your child. It's just your money. It's just your health problem. I would want you to think, oh, it's not, it's, it's, it, I'm not in that. It's just, it's, just, it's just your little struggle over there. No. Everything is more spiritual than you realize. So what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Here's what Paul teaches us in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 3 and 4. He says, for though we live in the world. So, hey, we do live in this world. We, we all have this flesh. We, we all have needs. We live in the world. But he says, we do not wage war as the world does. In other words, we live in the world. But if we're going to win the battles of life, if we're going to live a life with fewer regrets, we can't do things like the world does them. We can't fight the way the world fights. And he tells us how we fight. Verse 4, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. God's given a spiritual weapon to demolish the strong. Whatever the struggle you have, whatever the stronghold you have, listen, it's more spiritual than you realize, and we don't fight the way the world fights. Paul says, don't view your life and your problems the way the world does. It's more spiritual than you realize. Don't fight like the world fights. Use your spiritual weapons. God's given you spiritual weapons. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. Seek God first by praying and fasting. That's not optional. We're in a spiritual battle. We got to pray. We got to fast. Listen, seek God first with worship. Worship is a spiritual weapon. Listen, when we come to church, don't have your hands in your pocket. No, you better throw those things up and say, God, I give you some glory. I'm in a spiritual battle. I've got some fights this week. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. I will bless. I am in a battle, and I better worship. I got to be generous. I got to read my Bible. I got to live righteously. I got to love people. I got to make God-honoring decisions because I am in a spiritual battle that requires spiritual weapons. And if I seek first the kingdom of God, all these other things will be added to me as well. Everything is more spiritual than you realize. Number two is this. I wish I would have known that it would be my best year ever if it was my best year spiritually. That's not a cute saying. That's, that's reality. It would be my best year ever if it was my best year spiritually. Jesus said, seek me first, and all these other things will be added to your life. God said, I'll take care of you in 2023. But here's what most people think, even people who come to church. People think, it will be my best year ever if I can get that house. It'll be my best year ever if I can get that car. It'll be my best year ever if I can get that dream job. It'll be my best year ever if I can get that relationship, if I can get that connection, if I can get that friendship. If my marriage gets fixed, it'll be my best year ever. And so people spend all of their time seeking after those things instead of doing what Jesus said. And that's to seek first the kingdom of God. Church, if you will put God first, everything else will begin to fall into place but you have to seek first God's kingdom you have to seek his kingdom over your kingdom you have to seek his way over your way you have to seek his will over your will you have to seek to follow what he wants 
over what you want. You know, when I was growing up and we woke up, my freshman, sophomore, junior year, I played a lot of receiver. And junior high, I played running back in football and then got to high school, played receiver. And then my senior year, they moved me back to running back. And I had to learn all the running back plays again. And so I was trying to learn the playbook. Coach gave me the playbook, and I'm learning the playbook. I'm learning the plays, practicing them. And there was one play. It was a counter play. I would step this way, and I'd come back this way, and the quarterback hand me the ball, and I'd run through the hole. And I kept stepping, coming back, getting the head off, running through the hole, and the linebacker was killing me. I'm like, this is a horrible play. I hate it when coach called it. We're running the counter play. I'm like, oh, Lord. Like, oh, this is stupid. And coach said to me one practice, he says, Cooper, you run the play wrong. You got a step. The guard is pulling. Wait for the guard to pull. And then follow the guard through the hole. Shazam. I'm over here running my own play. It's not working right. I stepped, I paused, I waited, got the ball. Oh, that guard took care of that lot. I'm telling you, my senior year, I scored so many touchdowns off that counter play when I finally ran the play the way the coach wanted me to run it. And I'm telling you, God has spiritual plays. And if you'll run the spiritual plays that God has for you to run, I'm telling you, life will go so much smoother. Life will go so much better. If you'll seek first the kingdom of God, life will go so much smoother. But so many people are, they're they're, they're just determined. No, I'm going to run the play my way. And it never works out well. And church, in 2023, I'm asking you for one year, would you commit to run it God's way? Would you run the play God's way and watch how much closer you are to God? Watch God bless your life. Watch you have intimacy with the Lord you've never had before. Run the spiritual play. Here's what I want to do. I want to give you a spiritual play to run. Four things about it. Four parts of this spiritual play. If you will run this play, I'm telling you, you're going to be seeking first the kingdom of God. All those other things, God will take care of them if you'll seek first the kingdom of God. Here's the spiritual play. I want you to run one year one you run it for one year here's the first one faithfully pray and read your bible faithfully pray and read god's word oh pastor i thought it was going to be something just just deep that's deep most people don't do that Like, like give god the first 15 minutes every day everybody can do that i'm not saying 30 minutes an hour as you go closer to god I believe you're going to desire to spend more time with God. I'm saying everybody begin every day. Give God the first 15 minutes. Every day, get up and pray. Just have a little prayer list, you know, six, seven, eight, ten things you want to pray for, and just pray every day, every day. And then, listen, just worship. Just get one song, just one worship song. Usually it's about five minutes long. Hit play and just worship. Lord, I love you. I praise you. Just one song. And then read your Bible every day. Just start with the book of Proverbs or start with Psalms or start with Matthew. And just every day, just five minutes, read your Bible, pray, worship, read your Bible. Get into God's word. The more you read the Bible, the more you will love the author. You don't read the Bible to know the Bible. You read the Bible to know God. And church, a dusty Bible always leads to a messy life. 
So every day, pray, worship, read the Bible, pray, worship, read the Bible, pray, worship, read the Bible. Faithfully pray and read God's word. Here's the second one I want you to do when it comes to faithfully pray and read God's word. First, give God the first 15 minutes. Here's the second. Attend 21 days of prayer now and in August. Just say, I'm going to come to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And it's not too late. Maybe you're brand new today and you, you didn't even know that we're in prayer and fasting. We're praying and fasting as a church. I want you to fast something. Just say, starting today or starting tomorrow morning, I'm going to fast some, some type of food, some type of dessert. I'm, I'm just going to eat vegetables and fruit for the week. I'm, I'm going to fast. I'm going to get up social media. I'm going to give up television. I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray. And then 6 a.m. on Monday through Friday. Just be here in person or online and say, I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to say, I'm telling you, it'll make all the difference in your spiritual life if you will set this time aside to seek the face of God now. And we'll do 21 days of prayer and feasting in August. We don't fast, but we pray. And I'm telling you, if you will commit to pray, it'll make all the difference in the world. And some of you right now, you're like, man, the devil's attacking me and telling me, no, that's not the devil. That's your flesh and the devil. Telling you, don't you come, don't you come, don't you come. But here's what I want you to know. Prayer makes all the difference. Dirty knees will keep you from a dirty life. Get your knees dirty. God, I'm going to pray. 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 Here's the second. So faithfully pray and read God's word. Run the play. Number two is this. Worship in God's house faithfully. Just worship in God's house faithfully. The psalmist said it like this. Psalm 84 verse 10. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God, in the church of God, than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. Wow, better is one day in God's courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be in God's court more than in any NBA basketball court. I would rather be in God's court than any great food court. Although I'm fasting and the food court kind of sounds good right now. But here's what I know. Nothing can compare to being in God's house and in God's presence. I love the house of God. I love worshiping with God's people. I love the presence of God. Better is one day in God's courts than a thousand elsewhere. And if you don't have a passion for God's house, here's what I want you to do today. Would you just pray and ask God to give you a passion for his house, to give you a passion for his presence? David said in Psalm 69 and verse 9, passion for your house has consumed me. Pray that. Pray, God, give me a passion for your house. Give me a passion for your presence. Give me a passion for worship with your worshiping with your people. Give me a passion to hear the preaching of the word of God. Oh, God, give me a desire that I would say, better is one day in your house than a thousand elsewhere and here's what I want you to do practically practically right now today would you set a goal for how many Sundays you're going to attend this year just I'm going to be committed to God I'm telling you if you'll run the play if you'll run the play it'll make all the difference in your life you'll be seeking God for it. run the place how many Sundays maybe it's 48 Sundays Maybe for some it's 45 Sundays. Some may say, well, pastor, I'll probably miss once a month. So I think for, for, for me, it's going, to be, it's going to be 40 Sundays this year. I'm going to be in the house of God. On Wednesday nights, I'm going to have my teenager. And Wednesday nights, 40 Wednesday nights this year, we're going to make God's house a priority. And if you will run the play, you're going to see God work powerfully in your life. Here's the third. Here's the third. Here's the third one. The third, here, here's how we run the play. Give your life away by serving others faithfully serve others faithfully. So here's how I want you to do this. 
complete growth track. Growth track starts February the 5th. It's a four-week class. Just complete that class and then get on the dream team. Find a place to serve around the church and begin to give your life away. Get, um, it'll, it's going to make such a difference in your life spiritually. And I know some of you are skeptics and critics. And you're like, mm, he's just trying to grow the church. He just, he just wants something from me. And I can sincerely say, I, hey, I do want our church to grow. I do want to reach more people for Jesus. But I can sincerely say, I really want more for you than I want from you. And I'm telling you, if you just sit it out and you just keep doing what you always do and you make life all about you and just make it about your kingdom and you don't give your life away serving others, you will not be as close to Jesus as you should and as you could be. But if you'll jump on the team and you'll serve, it's going to make such a spiritual difference in your life. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10, each one of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Gandhi said it like this, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself serving others. Just run the play, run the play, run the play. Here's the last one here's the last one I want to help you here I want to help you run the play here's the fourth one grow closer to God and others by attending a small group faithfully find a small group and attend one spiritual growth happens best in circles not sitting in rows spiritual growth happens best in community not in isolation you will never reach your God-given potential all by yourself you need God's family. In 2023, find a small group and attend. Lead a small group. Get plugged in. Run the spiritual play. I encourage you. Some of you, would you lead a small group? We'll help you. Go out in the lobby. There's a place where you can sign up to lead a small group or just text PC groups, PC groups to 94000. We'll train. We have small groups training coming up. And listen, there's several trainings. If you go to the campus, once you text PC groups to 94000, click that link and then pick your campus and click lead a small group and all the training dates will come up and you can go lead a small group. And what I'm saying is church, you grow best with other people. And if you will run the play, it's going to make all the difference in your life spiritually. Now, here's what I want to do. Get your cameras ready because some of you need to capture this right now on your phone. Run the play. For one year, I'm asking you for one year. Just give me one year of your life. Give me one year and run the spiritual play. Faithfully pray and read God's word. Worship in God's house faithfully. Give your life away by serving others. Grow closer to God and others by attending a small group faithfully. And if you do this for one year, at the end of 2023, you're going to come up and want to kiss me on my forehead and say, Pastor, I'm closer to God than I've ever been before. God's working in my life. I've been seeking first the kingdom of God. But you have to run the spiritual play. Number three is this. Here's a a third, I wish I would have. Number three, I wish I would have went all in with Jesus sooner. Man, I look back over my life. I look back when I was playing games, you know, with God. Because, you know, I grew up t at times going to church. You know, the Sunday school bus would come by and pick us up. And I'm supposed to be in Sunday school. And I was acting bad and wasn't listening. And sometimes the, the Sunday school bus would come down Meccasookie Street coming to pick me up. And pick me up in my house, me and my brother and sister. We'd go to church. We'd skip church. Go to the convenience store and get some bubble gum. Steal some. Come on. Anybody remember that three-cent bubble gum single pack? Come on, that pink stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Huh? Yeah, pray for me, church. I used to steal it. The Lord has delivered me. I wasn't, I wasn't all in. But I look back now and I'm thinking, man, I wish I would have went all in with God sooner. I'd have so many fewer 
regrets. And God wants you to go all in, seek the kingdom of God, put God first. God wants all of you, not half of you, not three-fourths of you. How many of you can remember growing up? Some of you maybe never played this little game and sang this little song. Anybody remember the song, uh, Hokey Pokey? Anybody remember that? Come on, everybody, come on, let's come on, let's sing it together. Put your right foot in, put your right foot out, put your right foot in, and shake it all about. Do the hokey pokey and turn yourself around. That's what it's. Hey! Come on, every campus, every campus, every campus, put your right foot in, put your right foot out, put your right foot in, and shake it all about. Do the hokey pokey and turn. Because that's what it's all about. Some of you got hokey pokey faith. I put my kids in. I put my marriage out. I put my car in. I put my job out. I put my friendships in. I put my anger out. I put my money in. I put my attitude out. I put Sunday morning in. Friday night out. That's what it's all about. Hokey pokey faith will leave you with so many regrets. It will have you wishing you would have went all in with God sooner. Some of you have not gone all in with God because you've deceived yourself with hokey pokey faith. I mean, I mean, I mean, God, God's not first in my life, but you know, pasties, me and God, we're good. You know, God's got part of my life. I believe in God. Pastor, I, I believe in the Bible. I come to church sometimes. I pray sometimes. But, but you're not all in. You're not all in. I mean, Pastor, God's got some of my life, but you're half in and half out. And God doesn't want part of your life. He wants all of your life. God wants to be first place in your life. And church, God won't settle for second place in your life. And I think some people really believe this. Like Jesus says, seek first the kingdom. I think some people think, no, I just kind of do what I kind of want to do. You'll bless me. I'll be close to you. You'll, You'll provide. No, 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 no. Jesus said, listen, everything's more spiritual than you realize. Seek first to come all in. Go all in. Don't hokey pokey this thing. Get in with me. And then everything else you need, I will provide. God will not settle to be second in your life. Here's how Jesus said it in Luke chapter 9 and verse 61. Another said, yes, Lord, I'll follow you, Lord. I'm all in. I'll follow you. God, I'll put you first. I'll seek you first. But hey, hold on, Lord. But first, I got a few things I got to take care of before I do that. Let me say goodbye to my family. Hokey pokey faith always says, but first. Just really think about this. What's your but first instead of God first. What's your excuse today of why you're not all in? What's the area of your life that you just refuse to give to God and to put him first? Here's what Jesus said, verse 62. But Jesus told him, man, I can't settle 
for second place. He said, anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. I, I love how the message translation reads verse 62. It says, Jesus said, no procrastination. I mean, this is not one foot in, one foot out. No, no backwards looks. No, not, not half your life. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. God, God's speaking to somebody today. No more hokey pokey faith. No more one foot in and one foot out. In 2023, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you as well. In 2023, run the spiritual play all year long and it will be your best year ever because it'll be, it'll be your best year ever if it's your best year spiritually. The natural and the spiritual are connected. It'll be your best year ever. If it's your best year spiritually, it'll be your best year ever. If it's your best year spiritually, it'll be your best year ever. If it's your best year spiritually. Father, today, there are people under the sound of my voice that are going all in. Your Holy Spirit speaking to them and convicting them because you love them, Lord. They're going all in. They're going to seek first the kingdom of God. They're going to stop putting so many other things before you. There are people going all in right now. Say, I'm going to run this spiritual play. I'm going to run. I'm going to quit running my own play. I'm going to run this spiritual play and go all in with God in 2023. God, you have this year of my life. I'm going all in in Jesus name. His eyes are still closed and I just thank you for just no moving around in this holy moment. There are some of you today that you have hokey pokey faith and you got one foot in and one foot out and you've drifted away from God and you're doing your own thing and you're running your own play and you know about God. You gave Jesus Christ your heart a month ago, weeks ago, years ago. You gave Jesus your heart, but, but you got hokey pokey faith. You're not all in with God and today you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. There are others of you, you've never given your life to Jesus. You know about church, you know about religion, you can quote a Christian a verse, you can quote a Bible verse, you can sing a Christian song, you know amazing grace, but you don't know Jesus. And it's evident by your lifestyle, it's evident by how you're living, and you're thinking, man, I don't know if I want to go give my life to Jesus today. Uh, maybe next week, Pastor, maybe later in the year. No, 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 Jesus said, Jesus said, no procrastination, no backwards looks. You can't put God's kingdom off till tomorrow. Seize the day. Today is the day of salvation. With every eye closed and every head bowed. If that's you today, you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. It's you today. You got hokey pokey faith and you need to go all in with God. You need to commit your life and rededicate your life to the Lord. As I count to three, all around this building, all at the other locations, shoot your hand up high. Today is your day to go all in with Jesus. One two, three. Just lift your hand high and say, Pastor, that's me. I thank you. See your hands. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's awesome. People are going all in. God, I'm committing my life to you. Come on, Midwest City. Come on, Northwest. Come on, Mabel Bassett. Just lift it high. That's it online. Just lift your hand high right there and just click the raise your hand button. Or right there online, just write, that's me. That's me. That's me. Come on, there are other people today. You're going all in. No more No more playing games with God. No more hokey pokey faith. Come on, you're giving your life to Jesus today. I'm going to ask every hand that's lifted right now to pray this prayer with me. Just pray this, pray this prayer and God's going to wash away your sins. Pray with me now. Heavenly Father, no more hokey pokey faith. I commit my life to Jesus Christ.
I confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. Thank you for grace. And Jesus, I'm going all in. Jesus, I'm going to run the spiritual play. Jesus, you, got, you have my life, and I'll follow you from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.